Welcome back, boils and ghouls, to Handle Whiskare. We're a podcast presented by the Slash Incast Network discussing horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. I am your host, Tumly Drunk, and tonight I am joined by none other than my co-host, Holly Hooch. And Holly, you know, we right yes. now are currently deep diving into xenophobia, and tonight we're kind of... Uh, taking a breather? Taking a, 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 a slower <laughs> breath. Uh, into alien invasion movies uh, in a more lighthearted note with John Carpenter's They Live. And, uh, you know, like, we we both felt this was something that was going to be needed, knowing that next week we're going to be discussing one of the more controversial entries uh, of just cinema as a whole, let alone just the horror genre. Agreed, yeah, it's going to be a toughie. But uh, yeah, you know, we're going to do it. It's going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be something. There, I fixed it. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely <laughs> going to be something. And, uh, it's going to be a show. And, and, and as you can tell, you know, that's not just, you know, a, a voice calling out from the abyss. We are joined tonight by Josh from Murder Moose Podcast, another Slash Incast Network podcast. Josh, great to have you back on. Uh, great to just talk movies in general with you, as always. Yeah, I got to do my moose call. <laughs> I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> well, he's a weird guy. Okay, that's it. I dig it. Thank you. <laughs> see, I was I was half expecting Josh to interrupt me during the intro because that's normally his shtick with Rod. I almost did, but then I realized this isn't murder moose and you're not Rod and I'm not going to fuck with you like I fuck with Rod all the time. So. <laughs> I mean, that's, just, that's what we do. That's my job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's everyone's job to uh, to fuck with Rod. And, you know, like what what better time to bring these two podcasts together since there is a Rod with Roddy Roddy Piper. And there's also a Holly in this movie in They Live. So, uh, you know, we are coming full circle uh, with this tandem in this case for tonight's episode. And, you know, I, I can't wait. So, you know, last week we summoned the Candyman ahead of his return this Friday night. Hopefully everyone has the chance to go check that out this weekend. But for now, we're being lulled into sleep by them in They Live. So this is a classic John Carpenter movie released in 1988. And if you're looking for the short shtick in regards to the synopsis, uh, it's basically, you know, they influence our decisions without us knowing it. They numb our senses without us feeling it. They control our lives without us realizing it. And of course, you know, they live. So, you know, last week, Holly, you and I were talking about subliminal messaging uh, that was being used in (laughs) Candyman with someone like the photographs. And I I brought up uh, American Horror Stories, which also had a a similar uh, involvement in regards to one of the episodes for uh, this season for the spinoff. And start tonight. Uh the new season for the main show. I'm talking about American Horror Stories, oh. which was the spinoff. Uh, which oh, okay, okay. You, you can still watch on FX, or it's you know on Hulu now. But yeah, the double feature starts uh, this right. week uh, in regards to that. But you know, you talk about subliminal messaging. This is like that times a thousand. It is magnified tenfold. Propaganda, man. It's it's no, everywhere. No, man, it, 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 it's, it is everywhere, and it's pretty on the nose, and I loved it. I want to know Shepard Fairey's, uh, like, Inception story on Obey and how much influence this movie actually had on his, like, brand Obey and stuff, because he's, he's using it straight from this movie, and, like, right. the, the logo is exactly what it says in this movie and the font and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So... 
I would I'd love to hear his like the the story that started it all type thing. That'd be very interesting, yeah. Yeah, so looking at this, you know, John Carpenter had already been on a string of movies that had starred Kurt Russell. Uh, and he opted not to cast Kurt Russell in this movie and instead he went was broke. <laughs> uh, well, he he opted to cast professional wrestler Roddy Roddy Piper as the film's protagonist, uh, in this case, uh, that being Nada. And, you know, Carpenter was a fan of wrestling, but, you know, Piper was unfamiliar with Carpenter's work, which, you know, thinking back, I, I don't think it's it's so ludicrous that, like, you don't know of someone in particular, but this was, like, also during Carpenter's heyday after, you know, say, from New York, after Halloween, so it's not like this was a small directorial name by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. uh which which i thought was funny but you know flat flesh like fast forward up until 2021 and you know you look at the way that this movie was described by john carpenter uh as this primal scream against uh reaganomics where in this movie there's that social commentary about uh, the way that he saw middle-class America in the 1980s and how all of the Republicans in the movie were cast as the aliens, all of whom uh, basically looked alike uh, in their own right. And, you know, it it feels like even to this day, you can still have that discussion about the elite uh, basically controlling and influencing everyone around them still to this day. Like that meme of the the Kylie Jenner or no not Kylie well one of the yeah Kylie Jenner's Pepsi commercial and then you put Ooh, the, like, the thing yeah. over and it's like <laughs> the exact propaganda like from They Live it was so well done whoever did that I want to give them a high five because it's like to a T what we're what it what it fucking embodies this what, what exactly movie. was <laughs> just really ridiculous but it very for a very good reason flopped mm-hmm. although I'm sure she made her money. Probably made a fuck tons of money. <laughs> a ton of money. Family's very filthy rich. Yeah. Also, I'm glad you you asked me to watch this, by the way, because this is like one of those movies that I've only ever seen p- bits and pieces mm. of. It's been on my list of like the you know that massive list that you have that it's like you haven't seen that and you've been watching and reviewing movies for over a decade. It's like why the fuck haven't you seen They Live? So now I can say, hey, I've finally seen fuck They you. Live and I want yeah, <laughs> fuck you, I've seen it and uh, thank you so much for allowing me to see that. Absolutely, you know it's always good when uh, I can get another peer to uh, essentially you know knock down something out of their pile of shame, which is something uh, that's a, that's a throwback for my podcast day. Uh, with my video game library on Steam uh, for a prior show that I used to do. But yeah, this is one of those movies where, you know, for the longest time, too, I was in a similar situation. I'd always been a John Carpenter fan. And, you know, I I don't think the sci-fi bug really hit me uh, as much as it did for, like, my dad. He's, like, really nerdy in sci-fi stuff way more than I am. But I was was more involved in, like, TV series in regards to, like, sci-fi uh, primarily, like, you know, Sliders or Stargate Issue 1. Uh, so, you know, it took me a while to actually get to this movie. And, you know, I remember the first time I saw it, like, obviously the thing that stood out to me initially was just the fact that, you know, the the social commentary was just so heavy-handed. And, you know, even going to, you know, just looking into, like, the set designs and how some of the stuff had to be staged, uh, one of the more costly endeavors for this movie was during that supermarket scene, 
uh, because they couldn't just use a real market because every visible label in the store had to be replaced by like a blank <laughs> white sheet. So they basically just built their own store as opposed to, you know, just shooting on location for that scene, which is always hilarious to me. So I, I can only imagine how much work actually went into that, knowing that like literally everything in that store outside of like the fruits and the vegetables really uh, had to have their entire packaging redone. Well, at least it was only one word on each thing, so it was like a little bit quicker to like accomplish. But yeah, one printer that just got used to you know <laughs> to oblivion. I agree. Like it's, but you know, it, it it took a lot of interns for sure. So I heard that this movie cost four million dollars to make, and it grossed something like thirty million. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, pretty decent, I would say. But that's really that's a cheap movie to make. That's and they did so well. That's. This is such a fantastic movie. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, mullet and all. Fucking sexy-ass <laughs> mullet and <Yeah>. all. Some <laughs> good-looking man. And I looked him up, and then I looked up his wife, and she's younger than me. And I'm like, oh, all right. Good way to go, he's buddy. no longer with us. And he's mm -hmm. no longer with us. Un 2015, I believe, yeah. That's too bad. He did really well. And that's that's the other thing, too. He did so well in this movie. Just, I mean, I know that there's quite a bit of theater involved in wrestling, mm -hmm. but still, like, you know, being able to hold, you know, people's attention for an hour and a half and, and just do that, do as well as he did, that was really impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the other genre piece that I remember him being in was Hell Comes to Frogtown. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie. Um, this is one that... Rock men want to bang girls. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say they showed this on the last drive-in on Shudder. And basically, like, this is set uh, after, like, this nuclear war where uh, the male population has basically just been wiped out. And all the feral men uh, are, are rarity in this case. So you have Roddy Piper, who plays Sam Hell in this case. Uh, and he's basically trying to rescue, like, the, these fertile women who are being kidnapped by these humanoid frogs, who, like, he's they're- being in, aided yeah. <laughs> by some really hot scientists and military personnel. A absolutely. So, Josh, you, you have to watch it, this movie primarily just because, you know, there is that connection. Uh, but for a movie that really dealt with, like, enslaving trying to impregnate these women with, like, these frog creatures, it wasn't to, the, like, the sleaze level of, like, humanoids from the deep or anything like that. Okay. He had a decent moral compass in that movie, I would say. He did, but uh, it's definitely a good... Not the writer or the director, but he did. Right. It's a, it's a good <laughs> companion piece uh, once you guys revisit they, they Live in this case. But anyways, let's let's jump into it. So <laughs> that sounds like what I call his girlfriends. It's my companion piece. Yes, the companion piece in this case. Uh, but anyways, so, you know, one of the most iconic things about this movie is the sunglasses uh, that allow Roddy Piper... Uh, and his character to see the aliens because, you know, that's what unveils them to everyone around them. And, you know, we, we were talking before the show about the fight scene in this movie, which is pretty lengthy by fight scene standards, regardless of what genre you're talking about, because it does last for over five minutes. And it was a nod to like another uh, movie that Carpenter had seen. Uh, I, I don't think it was to the extent of length that this one was, but the whole point was just to get his friend Frank to put on the sunglasses so, you know, he didn't just, like, blindly follow what all these aliens were trying to influence on him. But the the one piece that everyone remembers about this movie, more so than anything else, was that line when he goes into the bank yep. after he uh, 
coming to ears, uh, a shotgun from some oh, police officers. <laughs> uh, and he enters the bank and he, he delivers that line uh, about bubblegum, which is a complete ad lib from Roddy Piper. And, it, and, it, and it's soon in there. And it's funny to me because I, I want to know how many times that circumstance happens where out of all the one-liners in the movie or just movies in general, like that's the one that is glued to the back of everyone's mind. I feel like that's been used and reused so many times because like I've even said that line mm -hmm. and I didn't know it was from this film because I've heard it so many other times in so many other yeah. places. So I'll, I'll like, yeah, it's crazy that how like it became bubblegum pop culture <laughs> from, from being <laughs> in this flick, which is awesome. Absolutely. So a lot of this just deals with the fact that aliens have invaded the world, uh, basically looking to suck us dry, essentially, and use up uh, all our resources. And of course, you have like the elite who are working hand in hand with the alien race, basically just trying to get rich or gain whatever power they can for whatever time they may have left. Uh, so throughout this movie, when uh, Nada is wearing the sunglasses, we get to see all these different subliminal messages that are being broadcast to the world telling them things like to obey or to marry and reproduce not to have any sort of independent thoughts my favorite one was doubt humanity and i was like oh, i'm being programmed oh no because i very much so doubt humanity but i was like holy shit damn carpenter all right i'm sorry let's go on <laughs> Yeah, but it, like it's it brings us back to the video drum, you know. We're we're being reprogrammed without us really even noticing. This time we don't have to put up with James Woods. I mean, that is true. Rod said that that fight scene was uh, copied, like, like scene for scene in South Park for that cripple fight. The mm -hmm. two yeah. cripples. I'm like. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember that fight so vividly because it was so over the top and so long and drawn out. And then I see this finally and see that fight scene. I'm like, oh, my God. South Park, is they're, they're just geniuses. <laughs> that can't be a coincidence that the same thing is happening in Family Guy with, with Peter and the Rooster. So yeah. I, this, this definitely has lived on. And it's such a good fight scene. Like, nothing fancy, just two big dudes throwing punches. <laughs> I just love how you meet Roddy Piper's character for the first time. And then he's like, I need work. And then the next scene, he's got no shirt on. He's just like, it's <laughs> called character development. Leave it alone. <laughs> that's like I'm the that's like the whole uh, he let's couldn't get find physical. any jobs modeling. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's he's unemployed. He's just looking for work. All the banks are closing down and he's just looking for some construction work. And then, of course, he mm -hmm. uh, he he. He meets Frank and he ends up taking him to like this little community uh, for like the, world. the homeless. Uh, yes. And, you know, it's like right across the street from uh, this alleged church, uh, which we find out uh, isn't actually a church because all of the music that is being played from this church is actually being like piped in through like these speakers. Uh, but, you know, at least in this case, Nada has a place to stay. He can go and get some food. He doesn't have to worry uh, about getting kicked out by any cops or anything like that. But, you know, that's one of the things that always intrigued me about this movie is, you know, you look at all of these positions of power. And, you know, for a movie that revolves around the fact that, you know, the elite are controlling everything, the aliens are just lulling us into the sleep of subconscious or just programming us or however you want to describe it. Like, not all of the cops that we run into in this movie are... Aliens. A lot of them are actually right. humans. 
And yeah, that's the whole point, right? Like the, the, it, it's kind of hard to know where to strike because you don't want to hurt some, you know, people that are just going about their business and, and just trying to live life. But then of course he finds that big tower, but that'll come later. Let's put a pin in that. <laughs> but I love how he finds out about all of this by looking so inconspicuous, by the way. <laughs> like, Nobody's going to okay, notice him every time he's in a room. Huge binoculars just staring at them for hours. I, I laughed at that several times because they just kept showing him and he was lit so well. And like, <laughs> he's just sitting there. His buddy comes up. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> like, blonde, blonde, uh, <laughs> I forgot we call him. Huge oh my God, muscles, huge blonde binoculars. <laughs> uh, but I loved it. Like, I seriously. Yeah. Had so much fun watching this movie, and any like downfalls it had fell into the whole like '80s mm-hmm. uh, thing. Like, and and all the tropes that came out of the '80s were just like a bucket of them in this movie, and I loved every fucking second of it. Yeah, it's one of those I don't know what scenes you're talking about, but yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, it's one of those scenes where you know Piper is just constantly like keeping an eye out, seeing like what's going on at the church. Seeing, like, the one guy, uh, like, coming back at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, he's like, what, the church let you stay, stay over that late? And he's like, what? Like, it's, we got a lot of people to feed here. Like, thinking, like, that's a, a, a reasonable excuse or a believable one at that for, uh, you know, not to, you know, slow his roll a little bit and not want to investigate further. Of course, that doesn't steer him from uh, directing his attention and actually entering the church uh, to find that. You know, they are basically trying to hack into the TV station signal to warn everyone in the area about, you know, everything that's been going on with the aliens because, uh, you know, they do have the ability to see them through these sunglasses. And this is what Nada is just trying to get Frank to wear for the longest time during that that fight scene that just goes on for what seems like all of eternity. Uh, but, you know, I mentioned the grocery store scene and when Nada you know, enters there. He actually has a run-in with one of the aliens who is portrayed as, like, this elderly lady, and the two of them are just bickering back and forth, and it, it kind of has, like, that uh, drunken goggles-type approach to the conversation between the two, because he sees, like, a normal, like, human, and then he sees this old lady who's an alien, <laughs> just that, like, look of disgust on his face, because a lot of the aliens in this movie don't really look like aliens. They're more of, like, a zombie-type approach, yeah. uh, which I thought and was I very love, unique. I love the look. The look of the aliens, in the, like, at least they didn't look like ghosts from Mars, or ghosts of Mars, because, like, oh my god, that was just a terrible movie. This, and, like, the the whole look that they live had... It's like putting a perfume perfume. on a pig. Is that what he said? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Oh my god. She's sound right mean. (laughs) I like that one of them actually says, Well, to us, sometimes you look ugly too, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go bang one of those then. Uh good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so during this run-in when he's just berating this uh older alien in this case. I uh, would see her talking into her, her wristwatch, uh, like kind of like signaling to all the other aliens, like, like, hey, like this one can actually see he's got sunglasses and all the other aliens that are in that grocery store turn uh, their attention towards Nada in this case. 
And, you know, like, he, he's basically just trying to get the hell out of Dodge, and we see him uh, being confronted by two cops, both of whom, in this case, are aliens. Uh, and, they, and, you know, they, they did a whole, you know, we'd, we want to take you someplace quiet, you know, we want to just talk things over. Obviously, that's not the case, because they're aliens in this case, and uh, both Nada and the aliens know what one of the other are. Uh, and he ends up shooting both of the cops dead in the streets before taking a shotgun. And that's when we get to the, the chew bubblegum uh, line that this movie is so notorious for uh, in this case. But, you know, I, I find it funny because as soon as he, you know, grabs a gun, it's basically, all right, we're just going straight like Duke Nukem. As soon as I see an alien, that thing is going down, whether it's in the streets, no whether it's, you know, in the middle of daylight, you know, it's just it's me against them. And in this hey, case, he's trying to even the odds. <laughs> since you did bring up the line, maybe we can give the honors to Josh here to, to say the line in its, you know, entirety. Uh, what do you remember? <laughs> it was, uh, I'm here to chew bubblegum. Oh, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. He got it, even though you put him on the spot. You know, it's fine. It's okay. He's got this. <laughs> so so I guess my follow-up question, you know, since you are on Murder Moose, uh, so whenever this inevitable uh, Killer Moose movie comes out from Kevin Smith, is that going to be your new mascot from that point on? It depends. Solely on if it's... Uh, I don't know, because, like, I like... Some of his horror movies, but then he also made, like, some of the worst movies ever fucking made. So, and I love Kevin Smith. I came up on loving Kevin Smith movies, and then he started making... Questionable like, movies. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. referring to Yoga Hosers. It's the worst yeah, movie ever are. made, and if <laughs> the Murder Moose movie is anything like that, uh, no, we will not. And that sucks, too, because, like... He put his daughter in that movie and she's perfectly nice. And it's just, it's just too bad that like one of his, you know, the movies that we least like from him is also has his like baby girl. And they're like, Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Yeah, just don't she's like been in like everything now that she's like actually oh, yeah? acting. She's Good for been her. In, like, Good for yeah. her. All of his movies, right? So the the Jane actually she got a really good arc in the new Jane and Silent Bob uh, update oh, movie, the reboot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she actually did a good job in that one. So it's good to see that he can actually direct his daughter doing good work and not just whatever the hell that abomination was. <laughs> so growth, right? I mean, like you know, yes. actors grow and and develop their skills and and all that good shit. But uh, I mean, Tusk was I, I like Tusk, you know, and I had the dude from Twin Peaks, so that was good too. But I, I like Tusk. <laughs> no one else likes Tusk. I, I was talking more about Red State. That was a really good mm. oh, Kevin okay. Smith movie. Yeah. So and oh, I'm so sorry to take this away Not from Late Live, but I just want to say one thing about Tusk. Did anybody? I really love the song Tusk from Fleetwood Mac, and oh, that's yeah. the only like. It's one of the very few songs that I like from them, but I dig it so hard. And the whole fucking movie, I was just waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting, and then it fucking delivered. So it was. It was very exciting too for the <laughs> Did everybody feel that way? Or was it just me? I'm guessing it was everyone, right? Can't just oh, be me. Everyone. Come on, yeah! everyone. Right? Everyone. <laughs> right, everyone? Oh, Come on. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Speak up. <laughs> you know, right at the climax, like boom. Tusk. That... Huh? All right. Let's 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 you move on. I think to... I actually because I've now seen this movie, I've always been obsessed with the the look of They Live and the mask and all that stuff. I think I wanna like Get one and do that as my Halloween costume this year. Ooh. That'd be sick. 
Uh, what clothes would you put on top of it? I'd be like the suit. You you got to be ah, like ah yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could be. I've been like Mike Myers for like three or four years, so I think it's time ah, to gotcha. okay to move on. And I think they live is a freaking yeah. rad like pivot. I kind of want to steal your idea and like you know go as a couple's costume. Maybe <laughs> maybe my 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 hubby can be a ruddy red piper, and I'll be the old lady. <laughs> And then we'll just make out everywhere we go. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, So basically, this movie is the the excuse that a lot of people give for always wearing sunglasses indoors because they want to see if there's any lizard people living among them. Ah. Yeah, I literally wear sunglasses (laughs) indoors all the time. I just have like a a sensitivity to light. And I I used to smoke a shit ton of weed, too. So I didn't want people (laughs) to know that I was high all the time, but now I don't smoke weed, but I still wear sunglasses inside. So now I can just say, you know, they live. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, like, I don't look at I don't this go anywhere where rich people go. <laughs> rich lizard people go. So I don't have to worry about sunglasses. <laughs> Maybe I'll just wear the mask and sunglasses and then it'll be like, ah. what? Yeah. Then you're going really going to throw people off the scent. Exactly. <laughs> Which one is he? Uh, well, I guess, I guess you're going to have to just wear sunglasses to find out. And then I just do moose calls everywhere I go. People be like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's something Rod would expect from me, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And uh, happy belated birthday to Rod. You know, it was his birthday uh, yesterday. Didn't have a chance to check out his stream. Uh, Did you guys guys record yesterday? Like, I know you guys normally record Tuesday. We we had some drinks together and uh, (laughs) talked about... Wait, what did we talk about? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, the last matinee. You know, you know. Funny that you say that. I literally rented that for Twisted Tuesday last night. <laughs> it's so good, man. Like, you know, it has its faults, but you know, like a good like Neo Jally Jally Jilly. I said I said it wrong eighteen times last night. I, I'll say it wrong eighteen more times tonight. Uh, Jallo film, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was fun, man. And I love movies about theaters, and that theater was sexy. Like, I, I get, like, a nostalgic, weird, like, ah oh, feeling when I see, like, really beautiful uh, theaters, and that one was super beautiful. Yeah, we watched that and Porno that was on Shutter. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I want to watch that one. How was it? It's, uh, I mean, that was also my first time. It wasn't my first time seeing that one. Uh, a lot of the reviews are middling, so I would have modest expectations. But I, I, I enjoy it, but it gets more ludicrous as the movie goes along ludicrous uh but you know between the two i thought the last matinee was a better one and you know just talking about that movie really quick obviously you know you have the giallo inspirations and this is a, a spanish movie uh yeah. so obvious so and it, it it being a giallo obviously there's eye trauma because it you have to have eye trauma in any giallo movie uh and, yeah and in this case uh this killer kind of has a thing for pickled eyes which Even is really own. weird <laughs> yeah it it put him apart though like that's what rod said it's like this movie and the killer itself reminded us a lot of like uh i know what you did last summer but then when it finally got to that like pickle jar and it brought it full circle with the eyeballs and stuff that finally put him apart and actually like made him like a lot more rememberable moving forward after the movie to like stamp that's the stamp of him and his like uniqueness on the world of horror now and i'm like yeah a guy that goes around pops people's eyes out with a fucking ice cream scooper and then eats them (laughs) 
pretty fucked up, man. So yeah, that was cool. This came out on my birthday. Okay, I didn't realize. Yeah, awesome. it literally came out like Tuesday. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's it's funny that you say that though. It's just the timing of it. I'll definitely go check that out. Do you guys see thoughts on that? But uh, you can find that in the Murder Moose podcast feed. Probably, I would imagine tomorrow, because uh, yep. I didn't see it up today. Because you know Rod's busy, he's got to do his stuff, and uh, you can listen to both of these episodes on Thursday. So listen yeah, to we're them back a to back. Show too. Yeah, perfect. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> uh, getting back to they live now that we've uh, oh, gone, yeah. gone, gone off the rails a little bit. <laughs> hey, this is a murder moose like yeah, trope. It's, it's, we're super it ADD. We literally will talk about the movie we talked about and then, and then not eight, talk and... about it for like 40 minutes. Exactly. And, like go on this huge round table of like 18 different movies and then go, oh, wait, we're talking about this movie. And then we'll come back to it. That's our show in a nutshell. <laughs> Basically. It's like, okay, we have 18 destinations. Uh, whichever one's the final one, we still don't know. We're just gonna make it up as we go along but after after the bank shooting scene uh with nada just shooting up a bunch of aliens i would see one of the aliens calling the cops before he teleports away to safety using that wristwatch which is something that uh the humans at this point know about but it's something that they've been trying to study and it's not something that they've been f- able to figure out or how it works or right. or anything like that uh which you know they'll eventually get later kind of like by accident, uh, which, you know, works out to to their avail in this case. Uh, but after this, we see, like, this surveillance drone uh, kind of, like, flying around the city, and it and it finds Nada uh, out on the streets, and that gets shot down uh, for its efforts. But, you know, they, they have eyes on him. They know where he's at. And, you know, we see another interaction between Nada and another cop, except this one is human. So, you know, we get to see a different interaction where, you know, the aliens were just trying to dispose of the situation, whereas with the human cops, you know, the human cops were very hesitant with the approach, and it just got to the point where the hu- uh, the human cop just drops his gun and runs off, not wanting anything to do with it. But we do see a ton of uh, these human cops later during, like, this raid scene that happens during one of, like, the closed-door meetings with... Uh, like, the Resistance, or whatever you want to, like, name them. Those cops are crazy. That's all I can say. They beat like, that they, they showed, blind like, priest, man. Cops in numbers is, like, a terrifying thing. Always. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, if you're on the, the receiving end, or you're behind it, or whatever, them coming in and, like, not giving a shit about what they're bulldozing and stuff, it just shows, like, how callous... And- it can be indiscriminate well. just yeah. shooting everything down. Yeah, that was rough. They live. Yeah. And you move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta find some some other place to uh to find shelter. And you know, for Nada, it's uh attacking Holly in the uh the parking garage. You say, Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, like you know, here we oh, I thought here... you were talking about her dream last night. Yeah, yeah, here here Body. we here we were. Attack me. <laughs> Yeah, here here we were, not 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 even a week ago, talking about uh different uh like mythos and urban legends, and one of them that you brought up was being attacked in the park a lot, and here yeah. we here we are literally a week later, and this happens to your character. Agreed, yeah. And uh I I don't know who that did, did you pick up her that actress's name? She's Meg in Foster. everything. Thank you. She's in absolutely everything. She's got those piercing, icy, creepy eyes. Oh my and, god. Uh, yeah, like, that's an understatement, right? White. They're <laughs> no. so blue. 
Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I mean, we knew we couldn't trust her, her and her cold demeanor, but uh, um, I really liked how she handled herself with him, which was fantastic. And I'm talking about the window scene. Yeah, yeet. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the, the conversation between the two are basically all like, "You're the one with the gun. Like, tell me what the hell you want me I'll to do." Whatever do you want? Uh, That's like easy, Holly. Yeah. Shit. Leave some for the rest of us. Yeah. And then you know when when uh, when Holly <laughs> takes Nada back to her uh, her her nice ass house. In Beverly mm-hmm. Hills or wherever the hell they are. She was a lizard person. Yeah. Was too nice. Yeah. And, you know, like, I remember, you know, Nada's just laying there on the ground uh, up against, like, the, the couch. And, like, Holly makes some comment about him having two guns. And I was like, well, I, I'm pretty sure he used all of one. So I didn't know if she was referencing both both guns or just his penis. Because either one is interchangeable in this case. Yeah, I thought, thought first... she was talking about these guns, you know? I mean, that, that, that could have been it, too. I was like, did you see the shotgun? Did he already ha- Did he already get rid of that? <laughs> yeah, I lost track of that. But my absolute favorite part, when she just, like, throws him out the window, and, and then he just goes tumbling down because her, her home is overlooking some sort of side of mountain or some mm-hmm. shit. And uh, I was like, yeah, the that's Beverly you... Hills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I should know better. <laughs> And I thought to myself, and that's how Roddy Rod Piper leaves every apartment that he's in. So, yeah, good for him. Could have gone worse. just a normal WWF stunt <laughs> at, at that point. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Whoa! He doesn't seem that phased by it afterwards either. It's like, oh, it's fine. Even when he sees her again, he's like, oh, hey, I have to go talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, you know, gets, gets hit in the back of the head with a wine bottle, <laughs> thrown out the way. window. <laughs> And, you know, the entire time I was just thinking, are they going to do like the Simpsons gag where, you know, you just see Homer falling down, hitting his head constantly? Doesn't happen, but like she thought she had killed him because uh, they do get to uh, meet up at that meeting later on. And the two of them are about to have like that connection, like that moment between the two, like that spark flaring again until, uh, you know, the cops never raided. Never a spark. <laughs> I mean, there was definitely some tension there. Oh, right. yeah. He fell in love as soon as her eyes Ugh. pierced his soul. Yeah, scanned him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but I actually really like that there wasn't a lot of, like, romantic stuff in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of keeps you really focused on the propaganda. Yeah. I mean, the, the only romantic stuff really is at the very tail end of the movie. <laughs> Which is a, a hilarious send off in that case, but we'll we'll get there in a bit. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, this whole time, like Nada is just like trying to reach out to Holly about you know the aliens and like you know they live among us. You know, we're just being blinded by the truth. And I guess as you're wearing these sunglasses, uh, you know, you they have like this effect on you where you do start to get high from wearing them for for too long. Uh, so who knows? Maybe maybe that old lady at the uh, the grocery store would have looked a lot better the longer he wore the glasses. I don't know, man. <laughs> it That's feels like a knife a piercing my brain <laughs> or something. It's like romantic chemistry right. with everyone. Oh yeah, that is what he said. The longer you wear the glasses, the more like high you feel, and mm-hmm. then you like come down off of it like this weird drug or something and he's like you never saw them enjoying the high you only saw them crashing after wearing the sunglasses maybe it's just the adrenaline of like seeing the lizard people and and understanding that your whole world is fucked and then like and then coming down off of that maybe that's coming back from the matrix yeah (laughs) 
oh my god, they use that trip a lot, don't they? <laughs> well, then you have <laughs> the truth the, hurts, man. Yeah, then you have the people who want to stay in their like moment of bliss and not not want to like learn about the truth, where they just want to just tune everything out. They want to you know go to the beat of their own drum, shit like that. Because, uh, you know, th this whole time, Nada is just trying to get his buddy Frank, who works at the construction site, to wear the fucking sunglasses. And Frank wants absolutely nothing to do with this. Uh, he, he does, he does like, manage to get uh, Nada his one week's pay, but that was, like, the best he can do for the job that he was or he working. He heard that he killed a bunch of people, too, which yeah. is, that's a really nice dude, man. That's a good friend. Yeah, that he you met see that two shot? days ago. That one shot that he did, throwing the money into the box from, like, half court? <laughs> Here you go. I'm like, whoa, nice shot, bud. <laughs> that guy's the best. <laughs> and then you kick his ass. Like, he Man. came, gave wear you a hunk of cash. No. <laughs> and because he's not going to wear your fucking sunglasses, you're going to kick the shit out of him? Like, no. for five minutes straight? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Five like, fucking minutes. Felt like ten. <laughs> and pick up a two-by-four and realize, oh, shit, that could have, like, taken your head off. Oh, sorry, dude. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> and then the <laughs> adorable moment where they, like, the, he breaks a window. Was it his car? Yeah, because he, he had the huge reaction to it, right? So he breaks a window in his car, and then he's, he, he laughs a little bit about the absurdity of it. So, yeah, that was Ooh. the best fight ever. <laughs> breaks the tension, then built it back up. So eventually, <laughs> eventually Nada wins his fight and he puts the sunglasses on Frank uh, involuntarily and he finally wakes up and sees the world for what it really is because uh, he does start to see the subliminal messages uh, that are being sent by the aliens. Uh, and, you know, that's what we start to get towards that meeting that I was talking about where, you know, this is a group who expected to have stronger numbers uh, but apparently, like, them hacking the airwaves hasn't really been given enough, enough screen time to, like, get the word out about, like, this resurgence uh, for the human race. Uh, but that hasn't stopped them from trying to commandeer, like, more ways of finding out who they are. Like, they've gone from sunglasses now to handing out contact lenses, which are a lot less conspicuous, uh, which for Nadi is definitely a big deal. As Josh had mentioned. such a small group and then have like the technology given to them and then upgraded for them and then mass produced for them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yet they're like, man, we can't, we should be twice as many people. There was like 50 people there. It's like, what the hell? But you know, it's, let's suspend disbelief, right? It's John Carpenter. We're going to do everything we can here. I felt like there's a, like this whole uh, story was just like one long run on sentence almost. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like there wasn't <laughs> much. Good. What wasn't much more to it, and then you just had to like kind of be along for the ride. There wasn't like a lot of uh, explanation of why or how this was. was Your active thing. participation is required. Yeah, but you you're on for the ride, and you're yeah. just you're there. That's how I felt this movie kind of was, and I I was totally down for it. But like most movies nowadays would require little mm -hmm. pockets of like exposition or something right. like that too, right? So. Yes. Unnecessary, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so in this case, uh, the humans were basically like the livestock being led to the slaughter. In this case, so there wasn't really much in between, except you know, just other livestock. And then you get that really great scene where a bunch of cops are beating up the two priests, one of which is blind, and the other one is really old, and he's just swinging a swinging a cane, and they're just they've got all the guns, and you're like, oh man, these lizards are the worst. <sighs> Why do we have to put up with the lizards? Because they look cool. 
Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> they keep the economy running for Scott, for Christ's sake. Yeah, they, they keep the rich rich and the poor poor. That's what Man. makes the world go around. <sighs> Sounds like Trump. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of things. But again, like, you know, the aliens were Republicans in this case, so... You know, it still, so still works to this day. Trump is that mask, then. Yeah. And we were, uh, remember how you were saying that you showed Amusement Park on your mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday, your Tuesday night a couple of months ago? Right. And I, I watched it. I, you know, it was, it's so weird because you, you, a lot of times, you know, you grow up and, you, and you're watching horror movies just for, because of the, the fun, right? And you look back and, and to think like, oh shit, John Carpenter was putting all of these really like social commentaries in a lot of his movies and all of his movies almost. And and I hadn't realized it until I, I saw Amusement Park, which was very heavy handed, and then came back to They Live, which was, then I was thinking like, oh shit, like he's, that's always been his, his thing, which is kind of neat, you know, like he's he's always wanted to, you know, use his, his platform to, I don't know, say something important. Well, Amusement Park Along was, with the uh, piece of candy that he gave us. It's George Romero. Holy shit! Can we cut that whole thing out? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Oof. You know what? I'm not even embarrassed. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, you get caught slipping. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> uh, Frank, Nod, and Holly end up uh, escaping into the night as the uh, police basically surround this area after this raid uh, of this meeting. Uh, and Frank and Odd eventually get cornered by the police, and this is when they accidentally activate the teleportation from the wristwatch, which opens up a portal which allows them uh, to escape from the cops, and it takes them to this spaceport uh, for the aliens, where there's this meeting being held uh, between the aliens and these human collaborators, all of whom are, like, the rich and the elite in this case. Uh, where, you know, this group are basically looking to celebrate that, you know, they've gotten rid of all the humans, or in this case, like, the terrorists in their eyes. And, you know, Nada and Frank are approached by a familiar face that we saw earlier, who uh, was also one of the other drifters, uh, who basically, like, gives them the grand tour around this port, uh, which eventually leads into the basement of Cable 54, uh, which is, you know, the TV station that... Uh, has been hacked into. It's the one that's transmitting the signal, the one that Holly is the producer for. Uh, and they still believe for some stupid reason, uh, yeah. even though she's walking around working. You know, she's, <laughs> in, her, she's, in her jeans and sweater. <laughs> she's working all the time, and uh, come to find out, Holly is uh, one of these collaborators. Go you figure. know what? <laughs> I will say that the, the scene where she shoots um, his buddy was actually pretty, like, I, it, it did feel like a gut punch because mm-hmm. it's so quick and he didn't see it coming and he's like the nicest guy in the movie and I'm like, no. Oh. I felt and the he, same way. I was just yeah, like, oh, shit. No. And it was half shit. a second long. Yeah. Fuck I'm those like, icy damn. eyes. She is icy cold. She's ice. <laughs> She's so mean. But I, and I also, I did really, really like how all the death scenes right there, I guess it was maybe for all the humans. Did you mm-hmm. notice how, can you, can you, can you guys tell me if there was a bloody death scene in that movie for a human? Because I feel like everybody got shot and they just made a face like a like a you know like a puppy dog that was trained to like you know play dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, and then they die. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's bad. I just think it was kind of interesting, and uh, you know, I didn't dislike it, but I, I did notice it. Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, no? I mean that's 100 yeah. percent accurate. <laughs> All the, the death scenes. Oh no, 
but yeah, that's a that lot one. cheaper to mm-hmm. not use any special effects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's that, that is very yes, very obvious. But uh, yeah, that death scene was really sad, and then her death scene was like, eh, you know, not as uh, not as satisfying. And then of course, oh my gosh, I just I just sped to the end. I'm sorry, T, take it back. <laughs> I mean, there's really there's there's a lot Pretty of much it. there's only a few things that happen in between. Uh, you know, you have the three fighting their way to get to the roof because that's where the transmitter is. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, Holly kills Frank, uh, revealing in fact that you know she is one of the human collaborators, mm-hmm. uh, which nobody was surprised about. Yep, and uh, you know, <laughs> not uh, you know, you know, you you give and you take. You know, he, you took one of mine. I'm gonna take you out. So Nada kills Holly and destroys the transmitter. Uh, but it ends up getting with his a- 22 pistol that he <laughs> yeah. had in his sleeve that was so small with his with his baseball mitt hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he shoots the transmitter, and that was that was it. That was all it took. Yep, but uh, he's wounded by the aliens that were in the helicopter. So uh, you know, you might have got the job done, but you also took yourself out in the process yeah. of it. But you know, of course, he doesn't go out. You know, just nonchalantly, he has to flick all the aliens off as he dies. So you know, <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's fantastic. The last one liner <laughs> without a line whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, you've got that great ending where all across this, I guess it was uh, the world or mm-hmm. the country. Who knows? We never know if it's exactly the the extent of the of the control from the from the lizard alien people. But uh, you, you start seeing everybody waking up and then seeing people for who they really are, the aliens. And and then, of course, you get, a you know, a you know, gratuitous boob shot and, and you get like that scene uh, was hilarious what's wrong yes. honey what's wrong <laughs> am i not doing it right she's like oh my god but you're the one on top yeah. <laughs> are you not doing it right <laughs> yep only to find out that That's the great. guy that she's fucking is an alien yeah yeah he that knew like, all along yeah <laughs> I love yeah, the was... the guy at the bar actually. Like it just he's just there, the only alien at the bar and then all of a sudden like they look up and they see the obey sign behind mm-hmm. uh and the like Republican like speaking on the TV or whatever and then they look and there's like one of them right beside and he looks so good. I don't know if they like gave him more makeup Probably, and yeah. mask or something but his looked freaking phenomenal i love that and that's like the last shot of the movie is just like them going what the hell is oh pretty good wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so pretty fantastic movie i really enjoyed it so uh josh the other two movies that we did in the in the xenophobia uh category that we're working on now were uh get out and um and which was the other one that we did too, even though it was only like last week? Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. Jeez. Okay, I've three kombuchas, man. What did I just talk about last night? And I was like, uh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> which was, of course, directed by George Romero. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're not doing that again. <laughs> but yeah, so and that was a really—they're uh, both really intense movies when you when when you you know approach it from the xenophobia uh, mm-hmm. perspective. And so we're like, okay, and if we're gonna finish with Cannibal Holocaust, we really need some candy in there. So that's why we went with They Live, and it totally delivered, and it's totally fantastic. And it's Roddy freaking Piper. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, an impressive man. Definitely go check out Hell Comes to Frogtown. I, let me let me double check real quick to see if it's still on Shutter. For our listeners. Well, I have like, 
I have a family tied to like wrestling and wrestlers. Like I grew up loving wrestling and my dad always took me to like anytime they would come to Calgary with mm-hmm. WWF, I would always go. But then now I've married into like a family of uh wrestling. My now I guess he's my awesome. uncle uncle in law is the honky tonk man now. So <laughs> I yeah, which is like okay, Fucking cool. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, so double check. Married into Ohio, big whoop. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown is still streaming on Shutter. So go check that out after you guys watch. They live for another Roddy Piper. Uh, I mean, this one's more of a grindhouse type movie, uh, but still very, very entertaining. But you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because like our our recording schedule, Josh is. Uh, Going through a little bit of shuffling because, like, next week I'm at a wrestling show on Wednesday, <laughs> so it's like, all right, uh, we're doing a double recording tonight. But yeah. uh, that's, that's and then the that's fine. um oh shoot, I think we can, and then I'm out the net in a couple of weeks. Yeah, like two so weeks. we'll figure something out. We'll get it sorted out. But anyways, we'll I I wanted get it figured out. I wanted to touch up really quick on some other horror movies starring wrestlers so i put together i put together a top five uh out out of the list and you know this is going to seem extremely biased for two reasons one the wrestler involved or two the director involved because in Ah. in both cases i have two listed In those categories. Okay. Uh, so, you know, They Live, I, I had at the top, again, starring Roddy Piper. Uh, at number two, I have Girl on the Third Floor, which starred CM Punk, who just mm-hmm. returned uh, to wrestling on, on Friday. I was at that show. Fantastic. And he got his ice cream bar after all this time, which was awesome yeah. to see. Uh, number three, uh, Santa Slay, starring Goldberg, which is a very uh, entertaining, schlocky, like, 90s slasher. Uh, I have the Sasuke Sisters remake of Rabid, also starring CM Punk. And then I have See No Evil 2, which starred Kane, which was also directed by the Sasuke's. What about Jesse Ventura, man? Predator. Oh. (laughs) That was a minor role. I guess. Picky. (laughs) Tyler Maine has been in, like, a bunch of... Mm Devil's Rejects, Halloween 1 and 2. Yeah, that type of stuff. Well, like the remakes, but still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the 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 remakes. Ugh. Yeah, it's they're rough. They have their moments, but like my my problem with like the Rob Zombie approach was just the amount of screaming in those movies was was a lot. Did you not put <laughs> The Rock in any of those? No, I was gonna, Doom, I was that. Doom is terrible. And yeah, what, I don't think he's what other the Mummy Returns. Corner? Mummy oh. Returns is awesome. And then don't talk about That's the Scorpion right. King. Don't even mention it. <laughs> Like the mommy returns. You brought it up. No, I did it. Don't even bring it up. Stop bringing it up, man. (laughs) The Rock is uh, on another level. He's got his own. He's transcended. Yeah, he's like literally his own country now. So. (laughs) I heard that. uh, I heard that he that that he gets depression sometimes. I was like, no, The Rock. I will be your friend, but everybody wants to be his friend. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Everyone is his friend. That's right. We all love you. Rock. He gets to charge an extra million dollars on top to be in a movie just to talk about the movie on his social medias. Like, charge an extra mil. Good for him. He deserves it. He deserves more. Give him everything. 
I'm sure it's probably president. more. I mean, that sounds like a much better deal than getting paid $1,000 every time you get stunned by a bee for Candyman. That's right. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. But I'm sure The Rock has a much bigger, like, social media following in general compared to Tony Todd in this case. The Rock has one of the biggest followings mm-hmm. in, I think, the world, right? So, Right. Oh, man, good time. So they live oh, all in you. all. You know, this is, you know, as we mentioned, like, Josh, you you had this kiss. one on kind of like your bucket list for, for a while yeah. or your pile of shame, whatever you want to uh, put I the like terminology. I like pile of shame for sure, because, like, I even have movies that I bought mm-hmm. and they're still wrapped in plastic because it's just I haven't even fucking opened them. I'm like, man, that's a pile of shame for sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure if I look up here, there's probably movies I bought it like three years worth of conventions ago <laughs> that I still haven't opened. S- same way with salads in my fridge, but I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, but see, those go to waste eventually. You know? <laughs> That's true. Yours will not go to waste until the format changes and you get a new device. I always keep all old devices. Mm-hmm. I still have Good a- on you. I got the VCR right next to the like the the no region specific DVD player, so I can play like, the ones that I got from like wherever the hell they came from and stuff. So I'm good. I'm good. I finally got rid of our VCR when we got rid of Joe's skate videos, and the only reason we would have to keep it was to watch dudes. And I was like, that's not a big enough reason. <laughs> so we got rid of the VCR. Sorry, junk crier and the flea, or flea, whatever. <laughs> I love how specific it was, too. Uh, <laughs> throw that VCR at him. Fuck you. <laughs> and stay out. Uh, good times. Uh, so again, guys, just a reminder, Candyman coming out in theaters this weekend. Go check it out if you have a chance. Uh, outside yeah. of that, as we mentioned, the new season for American mm-hmm. Horror Story uh, starts this week as well. Airgun on FX, which should be also available on Hulu the day after it airs on TV. But really, just a, a lot of stuff has been happening here recently yeah. uh, in horror. I know there's talks about the Nosferatu remake uh, with Anya Taylor potentially starring in it. Which she's is so hot right going to be great. I mean, she's she's been in so <laughs> many fucking good she's movies. In so much shit. Like, you know, you, I noticed her finally like in Queen's Gambit. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when you finally pay attention to an actor and all of a sudden you realize they're in fucking everything. You're like, holy shit. You know, take a summer break, girl. But yeah, whatever. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Candyman. So last time we, we did a show, I thought that it was coming out last Friday and I got some people riled up. I make a lot of mistakes in my wow. life. <laughs> and then as it turns out, we got popcorn anyway and then just left. But I'm still oh, one of those people that just <laughs> actually were like, we're going to the theater. Candyman. You could have seen Don't Breathe 2. That's that uh-huh. just came out. Like... Uh, we were all worked up and it was the middle of the day and I was drunk and we we're like, the theater's right there. <laughs> And it's like, well, right. And then we just left. But you're right. Don't breathe too. That's out. And that's pretty good. So did, wait, you guys like, I, mean, I don't know if it is good or not. You guys went into the theater, bought popcorn. And it then was left? in the mall. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we were already in the mall and I hadn't been in the mall in like six months. And, uh, and then we, we kind of went up to see if it was, if it was happening, but I did sort of bring a, you know, a group that was already there with me. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that it wasn't, but then the smell of popcorn was so intense yeah. and delicious that I had Honestly, to go and get some. After seeing the last matinee, 
I was on my phone on like uh, Skip the Dishes and like those other apps and stuff. Like I almost got popcorn delivered to my house from the theater because <laughs> of the last matinee. But then I instead went walked down to Seven Eleven and just bought like some microwave popcorn and put it Drink in. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. got the job done, but I needed that like theater experience. I totally yeah. understand. I love theater popcorn so much. I worked in a movie theater for three years and I got free popcorn the entire time and I and I ate it daily and I. <laughs> still love popcorn i worked at a theater for a year and yeah i did the same free popcorn all the time and free movies all the time too mm-hmm. i still remember like at, at that time in my life uh it was matrix reloaded the first wrong turn just came out uh finding nemo because i had to see it eight times each movie it's just like oh what, hey man what are you doing today it's just like oh yeah i'm not working and they're like oh let's go see a movie i was like oh no I've friends, seen... you can take your free... yeah yeah i've already seen them all but i haven't oh Shrek, like 10 times. I, I had to go and see it so many times but hey whatever it's what I you do a couple for your movies too. Yeah. i fucked up uh bringing down the house and i fucked up enough because i was also working in the booths so I had like a couple different jobs and uh, yeah, that wasn't great. Was but I still had a fun time. That swept the popcorn under the seat after the movie and whip it. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving out all the all the secrets. You know that's you know you know this is theater related too. You know it's funny to me how many people assume like you have to buy a ticket to get like concessions. Like you can just go in and buy. Oh no, popcorn. they'll fucking sell you anything. Yeah, yeah. like they they upcharge you so much anyway. Like just go exactly. in, buy popcorn, and get the fuck out. If you and don't, don't ask for free cheese. There's no such thing as free cheese. You pay for your fucking cheese. <laughs> fuck you and your cheese. <laughs> Well, we used to sell these nachos, which came, which came in these like plastic oh, yeah. shells, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. was like, you got the chips, and then they gave you a cup of cheese, which we would warm up for you, and then people would be like, can I please have another cheese? And I'd say, yes, you may for two dollars, and they'd be like, what wow. the fuck are you talking about? It's just a fucking cup of cheese. And I say, yes, sir, I don't make it, and I I just sell it, <laughs> and uh, and get into because it's Seven Eleven, it is free. Mm, oh, you can put see? it on your hot dog. You could. I remember. I don't your know. Hand. You, I, I like I said, I used to smoke a lot of weed. So I, used to, I went in and was like, can I get two taquitos, but in a hot dog bun? And they're like, who the fuck are you? And I was like, I'm high. Okay, shut up. And then I put like the free chili and cheese and like everything on it. It was so much. It was too much. But it was like, still, I did that. I'm just saying, it's a summer <laughs> it was free You, you can get a hand job if you really want it. <laughs> oh my god! You know that ties in go. perfectly with the last match. Have to wait so, till closing. Uh... <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, good they time. live. Fantastic yeah, movie. They, Don't they miss live. it. <laughs> uh, streaming on. I think it was. I watched it on Peacock. It was streaming on there. So uh, if you have Peacock, go check it out there. If not, I think it's As... like two ninety nine or something on What's on Prime. Up with Peacock servers, man. Do, does yours freeze up like all the fucking time, or is it just me? It's it's their service. Yeah, I, I just put it in. It was it. It was literally in my pile of shame because <laughs> I've ha- I owned it and I Fancy. still had watched it. So like I just popped it in and watched it. So there see, you go. that's a lot easier than like me like filtering through like my five hundred DVDs. <laughs> I have like 2,000 DVDs, man. Like, it's stupid. So, yeah, it took me a while to find, but I found it and I put it in. You have a better commitment than I do in this case. Because <laughs> I'm I like, oh, it's streaming. Years ago, too. Mm-hmm. Like, years ago, I had to stop, man. It was, I, 
when I started actually doing the math of how much I actually spent, mm-hmm. it was it was around like not around the time it was after Blockbuster closed. But when I would go to Blockbuster, they knew me by first name, and I would just go to the previously viewed and walk out with like a stack of like fifteen wow. every time I walked in because it's like I'm just buying all the new ones, but for a little Those bit were cheap, cheaper. right? They were yeah, like ten cheaper. bucks, right? Yeah, ten to twenty bucks depending on how yeah, new they were. Yeah, the title. And, yeah, I've just that's how I acquired so many DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff cuz most of them were just like lightly used by Blockbuster. So, and now going back and opening it and seeing the little Blockbuster sticker or it being in the weird Blockbuster case, I used to hate it cuz I wanted my collection to be pure, mm-hmm. but now that it's not and it's got that nostalgia points to it, I love them even more cuz they got like Blockbuster all over it. So, so interesting. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. I know what you mean where you're like, you want your disc to be clean and your case to yeah. be clean and perfect. And now it's just like, oh, shit, look at this little relic. Yeah, it's so it's much nice. better now. Yeah, now it's just a piece of uh, Americana, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm a nerd and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, uh, I think we should close up the shop for tonight. So, Josh, again, yeah. I, I, I want to thank you again so much for, for coming on. You know, I, thank I, you, Josh. We already plugged your podcast earlier, but why don't you go ahead and Plug let them again. know how you could find noise. your show. <laughs> yeah. That's, how you find it. That's how you find it. You just do that into Google, and it comes up. No, it's uh, murdermoves.com. Go there. Everything's there. Nice. And uh, you can find their new episode drop in on Thursday when Rod and Josh talk the new VOD release from Bloody Disgusting, The Last Matinee, where you can uh, watch pickle, like uh, literally in the guy going into a theater trying to scoop some eyes out of people and uh, throwing them in a pickle jar. Just Still not worse than Cannibal your, Holocaust. Just wear your They Live sunglasses yeah. and be okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if you see any lizard people, make them pay for drinks. Absolutely. Because yeah. yeah, they got the money. They do. They're the elite in this case. Uh, but for now, guys, just a reminder, next week we're talking Cannibal Holocaust release in 1980, directed by Ruggiero Diodato. One of the most controversial films we'll probably be discussing on this podcast. Uh, and, you know, of course, all the warnings that have come along with it on Shudder and also The Last Drive-In. But that's for next week. Uh, for now, though, if you guys want to contact the show, you can find us on Twitter at handle with scare you can email the show at handle with scare pod at gmail.com we do have our website at handle with scare pod.com but for now that is going to do it for us here tonight on handle with scare this has been episode 22 discussing they live and a plethora of random shit along the way because yeah. that's just how we do things around here when uh you know we we merge with the moose in this case gosh uh, you're so fun <laughs> Yay! Thanks. Hey, thanks for having me, man. This is really fun. Absolutely, and uh, you know, at some point we'll try to reel Rod in at some point. Uh, but that you know, that seems like an impossibility at some point. And I, I don't even know if I could set a topic when he comes on. <laughs> I don't know. We just might have to make shit up as we go along. Just he to... is very ADHD. Yeah. He's an old man now. You know, it was his birthday yesterday. Yeah, he I goes mean, to sleep yeah. like. Now, so. how, old did he, how old is he? I want to know if he's as old as I am. <laughs> he's 38 now, so he's not yeah, that old. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm 40. I'm older. Yeah, no, man. I'm I'm just busting his balls, and he's not even here. Hey, Rod, I got your balls right here. Or supporting them I mean, lovingly. To to be fair, Josh, when I met up with some of the uh, the network crew at Flashback Weekend. We were doing the same thing. We were just busting his balls. So, you know, it doesn't matter if he's there or not. It's just going to happen anyway. It's just the way of life. 
yeah yeah so we just, love you rod <laughs> just just so you know just so you know <laughs> absolutely but for now guys we'll see you next week enjoy your weekend go check out candy man in theaters if you can and if not we'll see you back next week to talk about uh some cannibalism and the start of found footage <laughs>